Hi, I'm Chantelle. And I'm Matthew. And we're founders of Fifth Place, where our mission is to make the world a better place by enabling the how. Welcome to our Emotions Matter Really podcast. In this podcast, we explore everything about emotions, feelings, and what it is to become and remain emotionally fit. We interrogate the taboo around expressing and talking about emotions and feelings. We talk about all those things we want less of, like stress, anxiety, and burnout, and the things we want more of, like sleep, calm, and self-care. This time last year, Matthew and I went on a road trip. It was the first time since lockdown that had been initiated in March 2020 that we'd ventured further than the next town. We went down to the Garden Route, which is on the southern Cape Coast of South Africa, to visit Tristan, Matthew's son. Tristan had been visiting his uncle who lives in George, a town in the Garden Route when lockdown hit, and so had been stuck there. Matthew had not seen him for over a year. Tristan and his uncle had been able to keep each other company during those long days of being locked in. Together, their lockdown project was building a geodome greenhouse from scratch. And when the restrictions were eased, Tristan explored the environment, learning how to paddleboard on numerous rivers and lagoons, hike in the mountains, and motorbike off-road. He found a comfort and an expression being out of Johannesburg. For us, the road trip was full of learning and discovery, and most importantly for Matthew, reconnection with his son. Now, a year later, Matthew is back in George with Tristan. A lot has changed in the past year. And Tristan is joining us today as we reflect back on our visit to the big tree, the inspiration for the Act Like a Tree principles and the subsequent ABC of life as we know it. We are also going to look at the growth and learning that has happened since then. So, hello, Matthew and Tristan. How is it in George today? Hi there. How's it? Um, pretty cold here, yeah, I would say. Cold and wet is the number plate described, C-A-W. <laughs> cold and wet. Well, it isn't always cold and wet, and it's been wet in this part of the world so much during the summer that uh, it's been beautiful to have some lovely hot, well, not so much hot, but certainly sun, sunny weather up here in Johannesburg. But Matthew, tell us, why are you back in George this time and without me? Well, hi there. Uh, I know it takes a little bit of getting used to this this cold and wet. And uh, yeah, we, we're back here. I'm back here to, in a way, support Tristan with the transition. He made the choice to decide well obviously he made the choice and in in that is a decision to move from george to johannesburg again and i'm down here in support of that and uh it's quite interesting to take a little bit of a journey with him literally down down the road it takes 12 hours to get here so we spent some time in the car yesterday traveling down and really exploring some of the reasoning behind his choice and reflecting a little bit on the principles of act like a tree. Mm. Yes, because he was actually up in Johannesburg, wasn't he? So he'd been here um, visiting 
with his grandparents so that you could all be together. And it was while he was here that he made the very surprising decision that he was going to come back to Johannesburg, which we're all really happy about. But before well, it might have been surprising to us. Uh, maybe it was surprising to him. I think he had some unexpected experiences that really just spurred him on. And he may share some of the inspiration behind his choice. But I really believe that at this juncture in his life and where he is, that putting down new roots and he'll explore some of this or share some of this is a really good decision for him. Mm. That's great. But before we do that, the title for today's podcast is Act Like a Tree. So Matthew, I'd like you to tell us a bit about how we met the big tree and the inspiration that it gave us. The big tree is a tree in Hookville, which is a nearby suburb of George, just down the coast or up the coast. I'm not sure. And it's about 800 years old. So it really has some stature and somehow escaped being chopped down. It's a yellowwood tree. And in certain ages past, yellowwood trees were cut down and used in furniture making. And Tristan, you and I decided one day to visit the Hookville Country Club. And there we overheard about the big tree. So we thought, well, seeing as you know, when in Rome, when in Hookville, let's go and visit the big tree. And it was a short journey away from the Hookville Country Cafe and a very little walk, actually, because it's on the edge of the forest. And we were kind of overcome. Certainly, I was overcome by the stature of this tree. It really moved me, moved me to feel quite a lot of emotion. I was overcome with emotion and taken by the stature and the grandeur of something that has seen quite a lot of human comings and goings. And at the time, we were, in essence, halfway through, I guess, uh, lockdown. And I think it was really an interesting marker for me. And we came away from it. And I felt like the tree had sort of whispered to me. And out of that, we had a discussion, you and I, around these three principles of which act like a tree is the first. And the principles, maybe they're not principles, but they go by the ABC of life as we see it. And the first one of those, the A being act like a tree. Mm, yes, absolutely. Act like a tree. And the, the principles that came out of act like a tree, uh, just the thought processes or the reflections around what it must be to be like a tree and how we can learn so much from trees. And from that came the following list that we shared with people when we came back. And it resonated quite well with many people that read our week that was, that we wrote about it. But I'm going to go through this list and just read it out and uh, then see what um, some thoughts are that come from that. And it was like, how would it look and feel to act like a tree? Rooted and grounded, but flexible enough to withstand the impact of the wind and storms. Centered, strong and sure. Reaching up for the light and filling out my space always growing and getting stronger. Offering my gifts to others, but not so that I'm crowded out and stripped of my bark or fruit or leaves or branches so that I can no longer thrive. Nurturing and nourishing myself to keep me healthy and strong and having an immune system that can fight off parasites, germs and illness. 
accepting that there are seasons and being with these cycles, not fighting against them, knowing that it is useful to hibernate, going quiet and resting in order to re-energize and have the strength and resources to grow more. And finally, and most importantly, to become more of me. So Tristan, you were there with us when we went to see the tree. And if you have a look at these principles, this list that I've just read out that emerged for us, and you reflect on your learning and growing of over this past year, is there anything that stands out for you that you would like to share? Oh, well, yeah, firstly, thanks for having me on the podcast. It's quite cool. Um, yeah, so I was there uh, with you guys, as you said. Um, and I mean, quite a few of the principles resonate with me. Um, I'd actually say a lot of them, almost all of them, actually are all of them. And I think the one that sticks out for me the most is offering my gifts to others, but not so that I'm crowded or stripped of my bark or fruit or leaves or branches so that I can no longer thrive. During the course of the last year, I came up to Johannesburg to spend some time with obviously you guys and my mom and also just catch up with some friends you know, I hadn't seen in over nearly well, nearly two years. Sort of coming back into that space and being exposed to my friend group, but then also finding out where I have actually grown as a person emotionally, physically, um, mentally as well by challenging myself in, in specific ways, but then seeing where they were at. And I mean, I'm not comparing myself in any way to them, but I was in a, a bit of a precarious situation because I looked at space that I was in and where I wanted to be, but everything I knew about my friends was effectively gone or it wasn't true. And I had to kind of recalibrate and reel it back in because the people that I thought I knew and the people who I remembered were no longer the same, or at least for me, they didn't feel the same. And I, I remember going out for, for supper two or three times while I was up there and, uh, chatting to them and like feeling like I was almost under attack by them, by underhanded comments that they would, they would make about me, about the person that I am, the person that I was. Um, it, it just, it didn't feel like a, a beneficial place to be in. And it, it felt almost like there was malicious intent behind what they were saying and how they were behaving. And it, it for me, it, it kind of, I realized that, you know, you're in a, a situation where you are giving yourself to others in the hopes that like you'll not necessarily be recognized, but that there will be some level of acknowledgement for the gifts that you have and that you give people. So where it like be, be it kindness, like maybe helping a friend with uh, an issue that they're having, like helping them with a DIY project, hanging up photos, painting their room, uh, helping them move furniture in and out of their houses and things like that. And in many other ways, like if I can go so far as saying like esoteric things. So helping people grow like intrinsically. So helping them understand who they are. But then I kind of got to a point where I realized after all of this, it's like I was giving to these people and receiving nothing in return. So in essence, it was almost like a parasitic relationship where I was giving stuff and I was getting nothing in return for what I was actually putting myself or putting myself out there and getting nothing. So it was almost like an investment that ended up being a bit of a dud. It hurt quite a bit. And then I kind of realized that, you know what, if I'm no longer 
giving myself to these people and they're just taking and I'm gaining nothing in return. I'm actually, by cutting that off, I'm actually gaining something because now I actually get to give myself what I was giving others. And it was quite profound in a way because I realized, okay, cool. Like all of the stuff that I was giving away, being that type of a person, rather be that type of a person towards yourself. So invest that time and energy where you were giving all of that away to people who didn't recognize the value. Give it, give it back to you, Tristan. And like spend that time reading, like learning more about yourself, learning more about the world, get more active up, like uplift yourself out of the this sort of strange place that you're in. So that that principle definitely stuck out for me the most. And then another one was like being rooted and grounded, but flexible enough to withstand the impact of the winds and storms. Over the past couple of years, I mean, I can say everybody goes through, I mean, that's life, it ebbs and flows. And I feel over the past couple of years as well, that things have been, I mean, as a South Africanism is quite hectic because I've, I've, I feel like I've had to overcome quite a few uh, challenges with my with myself so personally um like recognizing that failed relationships and things like that and the people that i was seeking or who i was pursuing in a way them going back to past abusive relationships wasn't actually a fault of mine but something re- related to them avoid that those people were trying to fill and coming to the point and recognizing and realizing that I can't, well, the onus isn't on me to fix their problems. And I felt like I did that a lot. And I mean, tumultuous things happened like in in my family life. Uh, and then, I mean, I don't know many people my age who've sort of restarted their lives not like five times or four times in the past nine years. Um, and I mean, now this is again, adding to that list. Um, and this is obviously a shorter time frame. In the space of two years, I've moved from George and now I'm moving back from George to Joburg. So being able to sort of stand strong in, in the gusts and the winds of change, if you will, like being able to kind of stay true to myself and move forward with that. And uh, yeah, so that's, that's, that's where I'm at in, in, in terms of that. Yes, and it always it looks like you have you know connected with the always growing and getting stronger. So the moving and the learning and getting stronger as you have uh, as you go along in life as well, um, and growing the, the the desire to learn that has really been re inspired in you. I think. Oh, thank you for that. Um, yeah, for. For whatever reason, and I mean, this touches on the second to last principle that you spoke about is knowing that it is useful to hibernate, going quiet and resting in order to re-energize and have the strength and resources to grow more. Um, that coupled with what you just mentioned now about always growing and getting stronger. Um, I was in a, in a position, I think, over the course of the past year and a bit and maybe even even longer than that where i just i did i internalized completely i um i shut myself off from being exposed to people i became a recluse and in in many ways i i went into an incredibly dark space and it's almost like going and pushing up against the fear walking into the dark tunnel and not seeing the light but trusting that things will get better and things will be okay. And understanding that 
in order to actually see the light at the end of the tunnel, I mean, it's like that adage, the darkest hour is just before the dawn and going into those places and then coming through on the other end, stronger and growing. But first you actually have to walk into that place of fear, the unknown. And I mean, I feel like I've managed to do that. And uh, someone mentioned it to me. I'm not 100% sure who it was, but they said that the men in my family, um, they tend to not ask for help when they need it. And I remember I was speaking to Matthew about this and it's kind of touches on how men, in my opinion, have this, there's a stigma attached to them where they need to be the Atlas and effectively a pillar of the family and hold everything up. And again, that touches on like mental health with, with men and the stigma around that and how, if something is wrong, if they are wavering, then they're effectively not a man. And going through the stage where I've had to hibernate, go inwards and look after myself and effectively shut down from all external uh, sort of stimulus or stimuli and work on what was wrong with me, what I was upset with and coming out of that stronger and, and ready to learn. But I first had to, and I think that was probably one of the things that I had to deal with is actually being able to say that I'm not okay and that I do need help. So those are th those three uh, principles definitely um, stood out for me. And I mean, coming back to the, the one that we're speaking about here, about knowing that it's useful to hibernate. I mean, you could look at high-performance athletes as an example. Uh, Muhammad Ali, Mark Tyson, the Williams uh, sisters, Tiger Woods. Jeez, who else is there? Uh, which, I mean, you, you get the point. It's like they never perform at 100%. They can't perform at 100% all the time. It's like they perform at 100% when they need to, but they value being able to rest. It's like as much as the 100% time comes when they need to perform on a 100-mile sprint or 100-meter sprint, sorry, um, like when it comes to the PGA Masters uh, and Williams Sisters at Wimbledon or Roland Garros, they value those moments as much as they do their, their time being uh, like asleep and actually taking time out for themselves to recoup and recalibrate. So like just being softer on myself in that regard as well is that I don't need to be on edge at the precipice of everything performing at hundred percent all of the time, because eventually, and, and I think you guys spoke about this in, in your last podcast about burnout. Mm. So you, it's just, it's not sustainable. Mm, absolutely. Yes, and thank you for that reference to performing athletes, because I think that people can resonate and understand and the importance of being able to go with the cycles and go with the rest and know that you do need to rest and recuperate. And also what happens when we take that time out, um, we are able to reflect and then learn from that reflection as, as human beings and as adults. We do so much of our learning through, through reflection, but we don't give ourselves enough time to reflect. And you know, Tristan, for somebody of your age, who you what, nearly 26, um, you've been through a lot and you learned a lot. And I think young people, you know, if they listen to what you have, what, what you've shared today, will probably also be able to um, will be able to to understand and to to resonate with some of those with some of the issues the the ideas around taboo and not being able to ask 
for help, you know, the need to sort of see that you're on top of things, but also the courage that you have to say, I do need to flex, I'm going to change, I'm, I'm changing my mind. I mean, this is a time for a young person to be able to do that. But sometimes it can also be, feel like, oh, Will people think I failed? Will people think that I'm not, you know, doing what I should because I said I'm going to stick it out here, but now I'm changing my mind. And really being able to stand with the courage of your convictions and say, I've decided to change my mind for all the, all the right sort of reasons. And uh, I think that's really, um, that's really admirable and just to acknowledge and appreciate that in you. So thank you so much for sharing. Oh, thank you. Sharing thank that. you for allowing me the opportunity to do that. I really appreciate it. If young people do find value in this, I mean, I certainly would like them to know that they they are not alone. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I've had many, many friendships. Um, and I've had a friend recently who broke up with his girlfriend of long or a long-term relationship. And I mean, I can definitely know that he's not okay because he went on a week-long bender and I mean, he's just, and to allow him the opportunity to actually speak to someone, uh, I hope, I hope he finds value in that. And I hope that he can then see that, you know what, it is okay to say, listen, I need help. But again, the onus is on him to get to that point where he can actually say, I need the help and I need the support. Can you help me without fear of what people might think or say about him? Exactly. Absolutely. And as we like to say, and it's a theme for our year at Fifth Pace, it starts with me. Um, it's the only time things are going to change is if I choose to, to make those change and commit to it. So thank you so much, Tristan. And back to Matthew. So Matthew, any thoughts from your side regarding the principles? And, and then I'd like you to also just tell us a little bit about the rest of the ABC. So we've got A, which is act like a tree. And where did the B and C come from? Well, it was lovely to hear Tristan sharing his journey and aspect of his journey, his realizations. I definitely think, you know, no pun intended, it does show growth. And isn't that what it's all about? Mm -hmm. Somebody once said, and I can't remember who, but the only evidence of life is growth. Mm -hmm. And take my hat off to Tristan for doing the work. Not many people do the work. Not many young people, so the invitation to do the work to his friend, one of the ways you can do that, one of the ways you can build your emotional fitness, because that's what we're about here at Fifth Place, is to attend an emotional fitness class, and we'll share a little bit more about what that is later on. And coming back to the ABC of life, so the B, bring the light, and C, choose love always. And these will be the subjects of our penultimate and last episode of this series of our or this season of our podcast it has really been a fascinating journey certainly for me i've learned a lot and uh, you know never too old to learn something new and i think you know if we come back to be and bring the light really that just says it's very important to be who you are you know there is no one quite like you in the world and we have a gift every one of us has a gift it's up to us to discover what that gift is and share it with the world. And in doing so, you bring the light, you bring the uniqueness that is you. So I do hope that you, dear listening person, will find whatever gifts or gift you have and share them. Share them with us, share them with the world. And lastly, choose love always. Well, that is the essence of it all, isn't it? 
beyond everything else, when everything else is stripped away, let go of, released, in my experience, and certainly this is the teachings of many people, much wiser and more esteemed and venerable than me, whose teachings have transcended centuries, they say the same thing. So I guess they're onto something. So here's to the ABC of life. Act like a tree, bring the light, and choose love always. Mm, yes, that's, uh, that's lovely. And it's not always easy to choose love, especially in this day and age where there's just so much dissonance, so much noise, so much conflict. Um, it's not always that easy to choose love, but it's always the better way to go and to be reminded of that time and time again. So thank you, Matthew. That was yeah, great. You're welcome. Um, you know, just on that note, it's about the unconditionalness of it. Isn't that the case? We do this lovely meditation as part of our emotional fitness class where we see the quality. And one of the things that comes up in that meditation is the reminder that the qualities are unconditional. They're for everyone. They're for the whole world. We can't be selective in how we choose to share kindness or joy or compassion and so on. And I think it applies equally, perhaps more importantly, to love. Just love as fully and as completely as you can. Wow. Well, that, that was lovely. I actually kind of feel really filled up at the moment. This was, this was a great, um, it was a great and surprising podcast because it wasn't really planned. We'd had decided we were going to do Act Like a Tree as, as a theme. And we're going to tell a story of why we, of, of where it came from. But how um, useful that basically a year ago we were there we were looking at the tree. We developed the, the principles. Tristan was there as well. And to revisit it at this time again. And just to see how there's been another ring added to the, our trees because of the learning and growing that we've done over this part of the year. And we can learn so much from nature and certainly from trees. And in closing, as we always do, is we have a poem about whatever it is that matches the theme. And today, the poem is about trees. Surprise, surprise. Uh, there are so many poems out there about trees. But today, I've chosen one that I actually wrote in January 2017. It's actually called Tree Rings. And I think it fits particularly well with what we have covered in this podcast today. And so I'm going to just quickly read it for you. Tree Rings. The rings on the trunk tell a story of a resolute upward and outward climb, not unfettered from the batterings of storms, natural and not. Each layer another chapter written in sap and bark of times long gone, hurt or happy, etched deep on the upstanding bowl. If only a translator could murmur the narrative, reveal the history, savor the space of growth in time, teach us the will it takes to keep layering while standing still. Oh, that's lovely. Thank you very much for sharing. And with that, it's time to say farewell. So from me, Chantal, 
Be kind and be gentle. And until next time, bye for now. Matthew, Tristan, hello, say goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> I think we were not sure who was going to go first. So. No, we look, sorry, we were looking at each other. <laughs> no Thank problem, you so I'll much. say it again. Yes, I'll <laughs> say it again. And with that, it's time to say goodbye. So Tristan, thanks so much for being part of our podcast today. It's really been a pleasure to hear your voice and be part of our process. Thank you very much for all of the support, guidance and, and love that you guys have given me over the past uh, past couple of years. And I mean, more so over the past year and a bit now. So thank you for also affording me the opportunity to be a part of your podcast. It's wonderful to be a part of Fifth Place's uh, growth. And I mean, onwards and upwards as uh, as trees do. Lovely. Thanks so much. And from me, Matthew, just to say thanks. This was very special and unique and spontaneous. I loved it. Loved it very much being here with you guys and just reminding you whatever part of your day you have left, whether it's a little or a lot, may that part be abundantly full of everything you need. And from me, Matthew, act like a tree and bye for now. If you enjoyed this podcast and haven't done so already, please subscribe or follow us. You can also find out more about what we do by visiting our website, fifth.place. Yes, that's all it is, 5th.place. And if you'd like to explore ways that you can become emotionally fit, you can consider attending a live emotional fitness class held on Inside Timer or alternatively, a recorded emotional fitness class, which you can use at your leisure whenever you want. All of these are linked below in the description. And for more ways to act like a tree and build your emotional fitness, we invite you to try out our mini audio course called How to Master Your Emotions. And if you found this podcast to be of value and would like to match this value, consider making a donation to us at Fifth Place. This will enable us to provide you with more valuable content.